Hi, it's Rebecca Whitman, your host of the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant Show. I'm a top-rated life coach, an international best-selling author, and a multi-passionate entrepreneur. I'm on a mission to help you go from burned out to balanced, beautiful, and abundant. The experts on this show will help you achieve work-life balance so that you can experience abundance in seven pillars of life, spirituality, health, emotions, romance, mindset, social, and financial life. When you have all seven pillars of life in alignment, you are balanced, beautiful, and abundant. Let's go. Hey, everybody. My name is Damara West, and I'm founder of Be Well, Beautiful Woman, where we help women to center their healing and their liberation so that they can lead and live on their own terms. I am so excited to welcome you into the Abundance Summit, which is all about amplifying your power to draw in more money, more joy, and more ease. And the woman that I've got on the lineup today is going to impart so much goodness about how we can unlock our our power to live the life on our own terms based on our deepest desires. So let me tell you a little bit about Rebecca Whitman. She is known as the Magnetic Abundance Mentor. She's an international best-selling author who graduated with honors from Princeton University. LA Weekly Magazine featured her as one of the top seven entrepreneurs to watch in 2023, and she also hosts the top 1.5% globally ranked um, podcast called Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant, which won the Positive Change Award. If that's not it, and and this is actually not, you know, this is the last thing I'm going to say, but there's so much more that I could say about this queen. Finally, she has shared virtual stages with renowned thought leaders like Grant Cardone, Jack Canfield, and Les Brown. Rebecca, I am so glad that you are part of the summit this year. I am so happy to be a part of it. This summit is on fire and I love the title because I'm all about abundance and so is your summit. Yes, yes, absolutely. So we knew that when we found you and how succinctly our work was connected and particularly your expertise around the seven pillars of abundance, um, I just knew that this was a marriage made to happen. So let's dive into our very first exploration. You're known, as I said earlier, as the Magnetic Abundance Mentor. Talk to us about the journey to that identity, because that's a really big identity to have, Rebecca. Yeah, it's it's so funny because I never thought I was going to be a life coach. I'm blown away that I got rated Life Coach of the Year by International Association of Top Professionals and all the stuff that you said. I've also been uh, written up in Miami Magazine as top 10 most inspiring entrepreneurs. I'm shocked because I always wanted to be an actress. So I moved to LA 22 years ago and I was here pursuing my dream. It was a struggle, but I did manage to get small parts on huge shows like Friends, CSI, and 24. Wow. Yeah, I never got that big break though. So I found myself working in the children's acting business as a director of admissions at a kid's acting school. And I loved working with kids, but the kids were available only during the afternoon and the weekend. So I basically had my days free 
and I'm from Ohio. I'm in a big city like LA and I'm like, what can I do? What can I learn? And I started attending lectures with great thought leaders like Wayne Dyer, Michael Beckwith, Louise Hay, Marion Williamson. And I started to be a student on the law of attraction, which I applied to the children's acting school business. And I began making six figures working part-time. Wow. And the one area of my life I couldn't really apply it to was my love life because I was in the habit of having very toxic, painful relationships mm-hmm. with narcissistic, emotionally unavailable men. Mm-hmm. I decided to marry one and he did not change. I made the mistake of thinking he would change. And three years after marriage, I filed for divorce. As my marriage was unraveling, my dad was dying in a nursing home and he asked me to write a book. And a few months later, my dad had passed away, my marriage was dissolved, and I was sitting in my financial planner's office. And he said, Rebecca, you always come in here with good energy, even though you've lost your dad and your marriage. And I've got to tell you that this year, with all your assets, I own real estate, I have a stock portfolio, you've become a millionaire. Yet, this is the year you lost your dad and your marriage. So I think you should write a book inspiring women to be more resilient. So I looked at my life and I thought about why was I so resilient? And I realized that I was focused on seven key areas, which I call the seven pillars of abundance. And when you have all seven pillars of life in alignment, you can make a six or seven figure income working part-time. You can be balanced, beautiful, and abundant. So now I coach women to go from burned out to balanced, beautiful, and abundant. And I call myself the magnetic abundance mentor because I teach women to magnetize abundance through their thoughts and through their ways of being rather than go out and chase it and exhaust themselves and burn out. Mm. This is so powerful um, about what you indicated in terms of being a student of abundance and seeing abundance manifest in your life. And then knowing that this was one area within your partner relationship where that was clearly not aligned. And then there was a, you know, a disillusion of the marriage. And then that allowed you to have a holistic framework, right? Um, Because I imagine that since that time, as you've applied it to your love life, right? And to what you want in a relationship, I imagine that you've been able to manifest that too, which is why you talk about the seven pillars. Um, and, And not just, of course, to have a life of ease in general when it comes to money, but really, I mean, what you're helping women to curate is a life of ease in every single aspect of their lives. But if it hadn't have been for this, this, the demise, this, this deep grief that you experienced from the loss of your beloved father and this, the partner that you had chosen to be with, then we wouldn't have gotten the gift of the seven pillars necessarily. Correct. And You are absolutely right. Once I looked at my life holistically and I said, you know what? I am great at making money. I've got great girlfriends. I'm in physical shape. I get to apply that to my love life because I was just efforting and pushing good men away. Mm -hmm. And I made a shift. And now I'm married to my soulmate. We got married on the beach in Malibu on 12-21-21 at 12-21 p.m. Because I love alignment. Yeah. It is such a beautiful marriage that now I teach women 
how to manifest their soulmate in seven simple steps. And it's an even sweeter marriage because I got divorced at 45 and my ex-husband said, you'll never get married in this town. You're like a husband at 45. And the fact that I have such a beautiful, loving marriage with absolutely just no drama and total support and kindness is because of this work. And that's why I'm so passionate to share it with other women. Yeah, this is deeply powerful. And, you know, even just applying that abundant thinking to reject the words from your ex-husband, right? Because words have real power. They they have magic, if you will, to bring life or to bring death, which is why, you know, really tapping into our abundance mindset and our the power that we have to co-create whatever it is that we desire is so powerful. And I love that you have it packaged within this framework the way that you do. So in talking about the seven pillars of abundance, um, you know, share with us exactly what the framework entails and why it's so important to tackle abundance on a mind, body, spirit level. Yeah, people think of abundance as just money, but there are so many other facets of life where you can be in a scarcity or an abundance conversation. So I think the overall view of the framework is you're either in scarcity or abundance. You're either in, there's not enough time, there's not enough money, there's not enough love, there's not enough energy, or you're, I have plenty of time, plenty of money, plenty of love, plenty of energy, and everything is scarcity or abundance. Every thought in your head is either a scarcity or abundance thought, and it is the the goal, the practice, and the discipline to catch yourself when you're in a scarcity conversation with yourself or out loud, like you said, words have power and shift to abundance. So the the framework is uh, the first pillar is spirituality. Mm -hmm. And I talk about, and all this is in my book, how to make a six figure income working part time. Mm -hmm. I talk about the importance of having a spiritual practice preferably in the morning. And that also ties into the gift that your wonderful listeners are going to get. I have a practice of writing in an abundance journal every morning that has just transformed my life in so many ways. Mm -hmm. Uh, We can dive deep. I'm just going to give an overview. Uh, The second pillar is fitness. I believe health is wealth and to prioritize your schedule around your exercise. The third pillar is emotions. All emotions can be fear or love or scarcity or abundance. It's the same thing. Fear is scarcity and love is abundance. Mm -hmm. The next pillar is romance. Mm -hmm. You want to have a partner that is serving your highest good because people are either draining you or lifting you up. There's no such thing as a neutral partner. Mm -hmm. Uh, The next pillar is mental. And Mm -hmm. that is growing your mind, listening to wonderful summits like Damara's listening to wonderful podcasts, like the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant Show, listening to audibles, listening to or taking a class, learning an instrument. There's so many ways to grow your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, the next pillar is social. And this is a very lonely society. Even though we're connected by Wi-Fi and the World Wide Web, people are very, very lonely. So it's important to find communities that lift you up, that make you feel you're part of something bigger than yourself. And the seventh pillar is financial. Mm -hmm. And when you have all these other pillars of life in alignment and you are happy, you're in love, you have friends, you are in a spiritual practice, you are going to attract opportunities. 
people think it's the other way around. People just want to make money. So they spend 60 to hours a week, 60 to 80 hours a week working. And they're like, when I make a ton of money, I'll hire a personal trainer. I'll get in great shape. I'll look really hot. I'll attract my soulmate. Then we'll go on spiritual retreats and we'll socialize with other couples and then we'll be happy. But in my personal experience, it is the opposite. So these pillars of abundance are in order of importance. Yeah. Well, and I love what you said about just our socialization to really chase money, right? And have that be the central focal point of our lives. And, you know, the irony in this is that oftentimes um, the very thing that we're focused on is the very thing that's actually deterring us from having a quality life. There are many people that I know that are wealthy when it comes to their finances, and yet they're living um, at a much lower vibration than they could. They're not taking vacations. They're not investing in their spirituality. They're spending so much time investing in their work in, in part because of the identity that, that comes along with that too often um, that they're shortchanging themselves from doing life the way that you're suggesting, which is to live fully in, in a holistic way and to do it with ease, right? And so even this idea of ease and, you know, we're, we're taught that you work hard um, in order to play hard and you work to earn rest and you work to earn this particular rate of return and investment. Um, and knowing that free flow works <laughs> in the opposite ways, but of course it's being propelled by practice. It is being propelled by work, the work of the mind, the work of the spirit. So talk to us about, you know, how do people get into that flow state and in that fallacy, like how do we work to debunk some of the thinking around um, the fact that we've got to put in so much effort to yield really amazing results that are happening for folks like you and all over the planet that yes, are you're working, but certainly not at the level when we think about what it means to work in rigor in order to have a payoff. Absolutely. So I want to talk about being in a flow state. So the way the universe works is there is a flow of life and you could think of it as momentum or energy or even a river. And the river is energy is moving fast. I mean, we all notice like things are speeding up and they're getting faster and faster and life is getting so fast and everybody's so busy. So you can use the momentum of the universe to carry you to your results faster if you're in a flow state, mm -hmm. or if you're in resistance, then you are going to get pummeled by the energy that is moving so fast. So if you think of it as a river, all this fast energy, if you are just on a raft and you're letting the river just the momentum carry you you are in a flow state. But if you're complaining, if you're in fear, doubt, and worry, if you're in self-pity, if you're in comparison, if you're in self-recrimination, like I used to be as a recovering perfectionist, mm -hmm. um, you are trying to swim, trying to swim upstream and the river's going so fast that you're just going to get beat up. You could get physically ill. You could die. Like people are actually dying at very young ages and very, very weird ways. So um, mm -hmm. it's so important to choose ease and flow. 
and to learn the discipline that I just mentioned of when I am in resistance, how can I shift to abundance? How can I go from fear to love? And the fastest way that I do that is through writing in this abundance journal that I'm going to give you. Mm -hmm. And in the abundance journal, there are two journal prompts and one of them is a gratitude list. Mm-hmm. And one of them is a surrender list. Everybody teaches a gratitude list. I'm one of the only coaches that teach us, teaches you a surrender list mm-hmm. because you want to write down what you're worried about and just surrender it to whatever you call the divine, whether it's God, Jesus, Allah, Buddha, nature, the universe, it doesn't matter. But you write a surrender list, you get it out of your head and onto paper, and then you let go so you can go back into the flow. And when you catch yourself not in a surrendered state, it's like, okay, how can I, how can I let this go? Another great tool is affirmations. Mm -hmm. When you feel like you are in a resistant state, I love the affirmation. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. All things are working together for my highest good. Things are working out better than I can imagine. And it's just like soothing yourself with these different tools. Absolutely. Well, and I, I love the reference to the um, the generous gift that you're going to be providing to the audience and, you know, just recognizing the power of gratitude alone to bring us back into the present state. It makes us feel good. It connects us in a deeper way to other humans. And this analogy that you provided to us about flowing upstream or downstream is, is one that is so powerful. And although, you know, I've been a student of abundance, as you framed earlier, for quite some time. I've never heard it framed in this way. And I think it's a really useful way for us to acknowledge our power to go with energetic flow, right? And know that any, and you said it earlier, every thought is really propelling us forward or it's keeping us stuck or moving us backward. Every thought, every thought every thought. And so knowing that every thought, and we have many of them, thousands of thoughts every single day, both conscious and unconscious, um, what you're inviting us in to do is to be mindful always, is to be mindful always. And that alone is fuel to feed into the seven pillars that you so eloquently described at at a high level, right? Um, But of course, if people want to dive in deeper, they can always get that book, right? So thank you for that. That was really, really beautiful. So you've had a lot of affirmations of the good work that you've done in the world over the years, many of which we talked about during your bio and you shared um, at the beginning of our interview together. And I'm sure there are tons of other ones um, that we simply wouldn't have time to talk about. So I'm curious about uh, what role an abundance mindset played in getting you there and particularly with ease? And so if you could, you know, talk about it from a general standpoint, but maybe even some specific examples of things that just came to you as a result of being in this constant state of abundance. Well, some, uh, all of actually all of these accolades uh, that I got, typically you would have to hire a publicist. And I looked into publicists and they start at three grand a month. Mm. And I was like, I want more publicity, but I don't have that in my budget because I'm 
I'm a pretty new coach. Like I started my coaching business in 2020, like a lot of coaches. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, I'm just going to be of service, have as much fun as possible every single day. And these publications started coming to me without having to hire a publicist. And it was like, people were like, oh, who's doing your publicity? You're you're getting so many write-ups. And I was like, they're actually just coming to me just through showing up online, being of service. And it wasn't all easy either. Like I have, uh, just like any entrepreneur, many moments of frustration and self-doubt. And many I faced many rejections. And many people have said no to my products, goods, and services. And I've been unfriended. I've been blocked. I've been, you know what I'm saying? Like, I really have learned how to have a thick skin in the last years of this journey with my coaching business. And uh, no, I actually set an intention that really changed my life. And I decided, because I had the disease to please, like most women, we're people pleasers. We want everyone to like us. And to break that habit and to step into my power, I said, you know what? This year, it was 2021. I want to be polarizing. Mm -hmm. I want people to either unfriend me and block me or be raving fans. I want people to think I'm the greatest coach since sliced bread or that I'm a a just total BS coach or whatever. Like I don't want any middle of the road people in my life. And when I was polarizing, I started showing up more authentically. I started really honing in on my message and when you think about it, Damara, great leaders are polarizing. Yeah. You think of any great leader, there's people who absolutely love them and absolutely hate them. And I no longer fear it. It's rejection still stings a little bit. I'm only human, but I know that that's yeah. just part of stepping into my power. Yeah. So I love that you recognize that everything that all the ways that you've been affirmed in your work, not that you needed that affirmation because you started off simply by saying you want to have fun and you wanted to show up in the world and you wanted to have an impact. Right. And I love the simplicity of that. It reminds me of um, Pam Grout's book, um, her second book, E cubed, I believe, where she said, I have two responsibilities in life to ask more questions and to be curious. We can start off with simplicity. Then we can see all kind of magic start to take root in our lives. And when you think about it, like even starting your business in 2020, it's only 2023 right now. And you've had amazing success without some of the best practices that we are taught that we have to have to be successful in business. Your your life epitomizes what it means to be in a state of flow, right? When we can just go with the flow. And I love what you said too about your humanity in this and that even though you know that there is much that you can impart to the world because of how these practices have showed up for you. You also acknowledge that you're forever a student. And so this recognition that, gosh, it still stings a little bit when I'm rejected. I still got to pick myself up a little bit um, because that's humanity, right? And, and it speaks to the fact that no matter how much we practice this stuff, all we can do is keep practicing, right? That's the yeah. best that we can continue to do. So if you wouldn't mind, Rebecca, talk to us about... Um, how you move from that state of being stung by rejection to allowing that rejection to allow you to rise back into your optimal being. I reframe rejection 
And I love the saying, rejection is God's protection. Mm. And if somebody does not want to work with me or if somebody doesn't want to buy my services or products, because I do also do affiliate marketing, I promote different products online. Um, I just say, you know what? I've been spared and they are not a vibrational match. Yes. And when you practice the law of attraction, you want to have faith that the people who are a vibrational match are going to be magnetized to you to go back into my title, Magnetic Abundance Mentor. The people who are not a vibrational match are going to be repelled. I I was really miffed a couple of weeks ago because I invited this woman to my wedding in 2021, which is not that long ago. And it was a beautiful wedding. And she got married a couple of weeks ago, like literally down the street from me, like a couple of blocks away. And that's that's a big thing in LA because the geography is crazy. The traffic's yeah. insane. Literally, she got married two blocks from me. I was not invited. Ooh, I was so mad. I was like, are you kidding? I spent, you know, X amount of dollars on her wedding meal and she doesn't even invite me. And I live down the street and I was so mad. So how did I get myself out of that? So first of all, there's the three A's of change. The first A is awareness. Okay. I am feeling really hurt that I didn't get invited to her wedding after I invited her to mine. The second A is acceptance. Mm. I accept that my feelings are hurt because I really wanted to be invited to this wedding. I don't like feeling left out. And then the third A is action. So what can I do with these uncomfortable feelings? For me, going to the gym is a great way to channel out these negative feelings out of my body. Another great way is writing, which is why I you know, I'm giving this gift, the abundance journal where I write out my negative feelings and I just had to get it out of my body. So I'm not like an ascended master, you know, I still get very frustrated and it's about shifting out of it. Like you said, through awareness, acceptance and action. I can't just stay in my head with my negative feelings because then they start to spiral down just like positive feelings spiral up. Yeah. And action helped me got out of, get out of that uh, downward spiral. Yeah. It, it, I, this uh, was a great illustration of what this looks like in reality, right? Um, and that even though, again, like you're in an expert space um, when it comes to abundance and what you've been able to do for other people, and yet, and still, we have the human experience. And as life unfolds, we are going to have endless opportunities to practice, to align back into our power to really decide for ourselves what action is going to be of our highest use and our highest good so that we can get back to feeling our most optimal, right? Because that is how we're supposed to be as we allow life to ebb and flow. Um, I just finished a chapter for uh, my book launch on grief and th this whole, like, what we're just talking about in terms of emotions and how emotions ultimately will create pathology and all kind of illness in the body when we don't allow emotions to emerge the way that they're supposed to, right? When we lie to ourselves, when we tuck it down, when 
when we're not allowing adequate space. And so when people say things like, I don't feel, and I'm like, ooh, well, that's the word. Because first of all, you do feel. And now we've got to figure out how can we get some flow going so that you can begin to release some things that are blocking you from curating the life that you want. And I love what you said earlier, too, about the fact that, you know, you as a human, right. And knowing that you've experienced all kinds of failure, all kinds of things that, you know, we get to see the shiny parts. We get to see all of your success, but what we don't get to see is all the things that happen behind the scenes to get you here. And so I love this acknowledgement of like this balance of life. And that even as you're working to cultivate these practices and you're experiencing the good life, if you will, life is also unfolding, which means that there's some pain, right? Um, and But you're choosing to not sit in the pain through these abundant practices that you have so eloquently described during our time together. Yes. Thank you for acknowledging that. And that that is the practice of living the balanced, beautiful, and abundant life is life will get lifey and mm-hmm. I get to choose a response that keeps me in a flow state. Yes. When I get out of the flow and I get in resistance, then I'm just taking away my good, my abundant health, my abundant happiness, my financial abundance. And I don't want to hurt myself. Mm. So I, I get to choose to feel my feelings, let them go. Like you said, you don't want to, most people are scared of negative feelings. That's why it's called toxic positivity. They yeah. will not feel them. They will uh, shop them away, gamble them away, you know, whatever it is, casual sex, love addiction, alcohol, drugs. They don't want to feel negative feelings. So that is why it's okay to acknowledge your negative feelings and then, but don't live in them. Don't like waste days, weeks, months. I had a client who was depressed for 22 years because she lost her mom and her sister at about the same time. I know that was very painful for her. But what I like to say, uh, Damara, is my soul is the sky, my soul is neutral, and my emotions are the weather. The weather passes through, but I am not my emotions. She said, I am depressed and took on that identity of that emotion for 22 years. So I am not depressed. I am this neutral, beautiful space. My soul cannot be touched, hurt, or harmed. It is totally with God at all times. And then the emotions pass through me and I learn from them, but I am not them. Yeah. Well, and you you bring up something really, really keen about the fact that when we identify with certain things, they can become a part of our identity, right? So we have to be careful about the things that we latch onto in this exploration of self and knowing the power of our thoughts and our words as we have articulated on many occasions um, during our time together. So Rebecca, you, you've talked about some of your practices already, and I would love to the extent that you would um, invite us in to hear about some additional uh, favorite practices that you take on when it comes to abundance mindset. I would say one of the number one things is to have a playful mindset. Mm. Do not take myself and life and other people so seriously because none of us are getting out alive 
And we forget that, like we, we <laughs> buy into it, but none of us are getting out alive. Yeah. So I think of the human incarnation as a vacation. When you go on vacation, it has a beginning, a middle and an end. You know, you're going to have experiences, mostly good, some not so good, but you know that it ends. So yeah. coming, a soul coming into this body is like a vacation. It has a beginning, a middle and an end. And I signed up for the experience when you go on a vacation and you're not like, Oh, I'm just going to like buy a fancy travel magazine and just sit on my couch because it's, it's too hard to go on a vacation. So I'll just look at a magazine. Like, no, you want the experience of going on the plane, getting there, whatever happens there. And then you come home. So I think my number one thing is having a playful attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing is to, Always try to see what can I learn yeah. from something because I don't believe in failure. I believe I have a very high risk tolerance. I've invested in myself. I've invested in different coaches and different programs and tried so many different things. And I have a very high risk tolerance because I don't believe in failure. Mm-hmm. I either win or I learn. And oh. I would mm-hmm. like to ask your audience, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? Because there is no failure. It's only winning or learning. And I've learned a lot. That's, that is why I've, you know, experienced so much life. I haven't been scared to take risks. Mm -hmm. So that is a, that is another pointer. And then I'll just end with a third pointer. And that would be just when in doubt, ask what would love do. Like if you don't know how to respond to an email or a text, or if somebody's coming out you at you, It's so easy to let people lower your vibration because the majority of people are not listening to Damara's Abundance Summit. The majority of people are not listening to the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant Show. They're not doing this work. They are in a fight or flight. They're not trying to keep their vibe high. And they, when they see someone like yourself, a student of the law of attraction and abundance, and you look shiny and open-hearted and open-minded, a lot of them will try to bring you down to their level. And I would tell you, do not take the bait, do not react. And whatever question they ask you, or you ask yourself, love is always the answer. So what would love say? What would love do? How would love respond? And that will keep you high vibe and it'll keep you in the flow state that we talked about in this interview. That was so rich. Um, Everything that you said and, you know, the last piece reminds me of uh, one of the four agreements, right? Don't take anything personal. And so, but it also feeds into what you said, right? You, you don't really fail, you learn. And so even in those moments where people are trying to harm us, right? Most people don't really know what they're doing, but let's say that someone has an intention to harm us, recognizing that that's not about us so that we can stay in our power, our vibration, our flow state, because knowing that anything that we put back out in the world, it's coming back to us. So even when we react justifiably um, in haste towards someone that's out to harm us with intention, no good can come from that for us either. So I love that you're saying, keep your energy clean, your vibration clean by ensuring that you're only engaging in activities that allow you to be in that higher state of vibration. 
That was so, so good. So as we get ready to wrap up, Rebecca, you know, you are experiencing abundance in every area of your life. That's why we are partnered on this Abundance Summit, uh, the Global Abundance Summit more specifically. And I imagine that there's a level up for you even right now in your life in terms of abundance. So talk to us about what does that next level up look like for you? What are you aspiring towards right now in terms of abundance? Yeah, well, right now I am creating a new coaching program, which is launching at the end of this month. And it's seven steps to magnetize your soulmate in midlife. Wow. And I am looking for new students and I am in the process of attracting. I My goal is 10. I have one <laughs> that signed up. So I have nine, to, nine spots to go. So I am practicing everything that we talked about, keeping my vibe high, showing up on my social media and uh, having faith that I'm going to attract the right people. When the student's ready, the teacher appears. And I'm looking for nine women who want to magnetize their soulmate with ease and grace. So, and I will teach them exactly what I did. So that, that is what the next level is for me is to magnetize my next nine students. Oh, that sounds incredible. And I am just claiming that not only are you going to get to those nine, but you're going to have a wait list um, for the next round of your coaching where I'm just claiming that. So I know that you have a, a beautiful free gift for the audience. You've already talked about it on a couple of occasions. Is there anything else that you want to say about this gift that you're imparting us with? I will just end with a story. When I was 19, I was at a 12-step meeting. And I met a woman named Janet and she showed me how to write and what she called a God journal. I never saw Janet again. And I really think she was an angel. I started using this God journal format and I changed it up a little bit. I added some more journal prompts and now I call it my abundance journal and whatever's happening, the highs and the lows of life, the good times, the bad times, the self-doubt the accolades, everything that happens, I have documented through this journal format and it has kept me growing and evolving and staying abundant. And it's just been such an incredible learning tool for my personal growth development and unfoldment because the way the journal prompts are worded, you're constantly learning from each day. And I am giving this as a gift to your audience. I call it the abundance journal and it is a practice. So I would say if you do it for 21 days, you'll start to see results. If you do it for 90 days, your whole life won't even look the same. And it is a gift that Damara will be sharing at the end of this interview. Oh my gosh, I love this. And, you know, as I shared earlier, I am also a student of abundance and have been for probably the last eight years or so. And um, I've done the prosperity plan on a few different occasions. And even though I am a student, I am really looking forward to using this tool for myself, um, for this chapter of my life, um, because I have a feeling that it's going to further amplify the abundance that I've seen. And so I'm going to encourage the audience to tap into this expansive gift that you've imparted us with. And Rebecca, as we finalize our talk today, I would love for the audience to be able to stay in touch with you. Please share how they can go about doing that. Yes, I would love to stay in touch with your audience. You can find me on Instagram. That's probably the best way to find me. 
at Rebecca E. Whitman. And you can also go to my website, Rebecca Elizabeth Whitman with a Z.com. And I would love to stay in touch with you guys and see if you do the abundance journal, what results you're having. And of course, I answer my own DM. So if you have any questions at all, you can always DM me on Instagram. My email is also on the bottom of my website. So you can always email me as well, but you will get a quick response from me on Instagram. Wonderful. So you all make sure that you follow her, that you download this beautiful gift that she has imparted us with and connect with her in whatever way your heart is uh, calling you to do so. You heard it here at the Global Abundance Summit, which is all about amplifying your power to draw in more money, more joy, and more ease. I am Damara West, your host and founder of Be Well Beautiful Woman. Until next time, beauties. Ashe. Bye. Hello, my friends. Thank you so much for being a devoted listener to the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant show. I so appreciate your subscription, your reviews, sharing this podcast with your friends. And if you feel called to work with me on a personal level, I want to invite you to my Elegant Warrior training. It is starting in mid-January. I will personally help you get all seven areas of your life to a level 10. That includes your spirituality, your emotions, your romantic life, your financial life, get your mindset on track, make sure you have a great community. And this is a seven-week group coaching class. If you want to learn more about it or just meet me, I would love for you to schedule a complimentary breakthrough call. My schedule is very full this year, but I have opened three spots this week to talk to you and just see where you need a breakthrough, where are you feeling stuck in your life. Maybe you need to lose a few pounds. Maybe you're tired of being single, or maybe you're ready to double and triple your finances. So wherever you feel stuck, I'm committed to helping you have a breakthrough on this coaching call. Go ahead and click the link in the show notes in the link tree to schedule that breakthrough call. And if you're interested in learning more about Elegant Warrior Training, I am happy to talk to you about it live, or you can always reach out through my email. Talk to you soon. Keep rocking your goals and keeping your vibe high, and I'll see you next week with another incredible guest.